yes 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 i'm really loving that intro this is mirror conversations with lady O. thank you for joining us um this is gonna be a combination of uh me speaking live to you and also a pre-recording that i did on my instagram page a couple days ago and something said you know what make it a podcast um record it some mother some woman might just be inspired in hearing it so i said okay you know what i'm gonna make it a podcast and just to lay the groundwork or the backstory i should say on it um i had an appointment on friday um a family court appointment that i am named in so i have to respond as i said you'll hear me say in the in the instagram live i don't go looking for fights um however when my name is called i have to respond so it's been an ongoing um continuous uh attack from my ex-husband finding ways always finding a way to be relevant and because my mirror work coaching is for mothers and women that are coming out of narcissistic relationships uh, toxic environments traumatic experiences and you are looking to leave the shame and blame behind i share my story very openly and it's easy for me to do that because i've always been doing that i that's part of my therapy is to speak my life to be my own cheerleader many times i had to be my own cheerleader i did not have support uh the church was not a support if anything they were encouraging the narcissistic behavior as a result of covering their image um because of uh one of their members being part of the drama and her and her family is highly connected in the seven day adventist circle and from the jamaica side to the Toronto side and you know um all this these connections that i find um over always overlap um either country or religion people more loyal to that than the principles um and they try to hide and say it's for principles and they try to find a passage in their bible to support it but no it's because you're jamaican and you're standing up for your jamaican uh, counterparts or they call it yadis or because you're Christian and you're thinking that you're saving the church image and God most I don't need you to protect his image <laughs> the most I want you to be standing on principles and if you stand on principles then just by osmosis you protect the image because you're standing on principles but when you have both of them together when you have the country and the religion and the defense is to protect both principles go out the go way out the window and it goes out the window so the church was not a support family was not a support um because they were intertwined like and any relationship i had at work uh that was i was ostracized as a result of the narcissism um that was able to find uh, my superiors that had character deficiencies that 
my narcissist ex-husband now, but husband at that time, knew that I had issues with. So they say the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So it's very easy in corporate world and any piece of business to find leadership of character deficiencies. It's very easy to find now. Before it was very hard because leaders had character. Now we have been rewarding um, character deficiencies and giving them promotions because management want people with low character because it's easy for you to manage someone that has no character. It's easy for them to be a footstool. It's easy for them to be a foot soldier. It's easy for them to comply and say yes, because you know that they have no scruples. They have no moral compass. The dollar sign or the, the title is their go-to and they'll do anything for that. So now corporate America and leadership in general has more of character deficiencies than integral leadership. And that's the nature of the beast that we're in right now. So not having support in what those are the areas that they will say, okay, do you have support in? And I say they, if you go through any mental health uh, specialist, because I was also diagnosed with anxiety and depression clinically. It wasn't me saying it, it was clinical. And again, um, the non-support from my husband, he would make smart remarks about it. He would, um, he would make statements against my mental health. He wouldn't take it seriously. And then he also started using that as a weapon um, at my at my place of employment. Um, I had trainees that would be coming out of his training class when they get to know me. They're like, oh, oh, you are the, <laughs> oh, we heard about you. He said that you're crazy, says that you're losing your mind. And, and the working environment did not protect me. Occupational health or human resources, I would say workplace harassment, workplace violence, when domestic abuse is on the workplace and it spills over into your personal life. I didn't get protected. They protected him more because one, he's men. And two, there were character deficiencies that was higher up. So he was their boy and I was the shit disturber. So I was the one that was being warned not to speak, warned, warned, warned. Um, and when he did violate those and he did, um, uh, uh, come to my home and injured me while he's on the job, he came to my home while on the job and using the company vehicle and caused injury that was reported to the company and to the police and also to my, uh, the doctor. Cause I had to get, um, had to be seen. They covered it up. They covered it up, um, higher up found it and they found a way to cover it up. I had to write a letter when I realized how disgusting it was. I had to write, write a letter to the now late Rob Ford. He was the mayor at that time. Um, and I wrote to his office because our company is, um, under the city umbrella. Um, and yes, we worked together. So that's another, um, dynamic. If your abuser is on the job with you, um, and then you have, uh, people who are more loyal to friendship and to a parents, and they don't want you to make their friend or their colleague look bad. So you are seen again as a shit disturber. You just need to just suck it up, be quiet. And so 
that's why I have respect for Rob Ford. It's not until I wrote a letter to his office, his office got it because I registered it to his office and to my management and to other higher ups and they never acknowledged it. They all were registered, but his office did. And I got response back from his office that they're taking it seriously. They're going to look into the matter. And then all of a sudden I got a call from my place of employment. Not, no, no. First I got a letter saying that they're calling as a result of my letter to the mayor's office. So they, again, they weren't co communicating to me because of the nature of what's being happening on the workplace. That's being toxic. And, um, that probably obviously pissed them off because now I went to the mayor and now Rob Ford has something. Um, and so they didn't like that. And from then it's just downhill, no support. So no support on the job. And I'm supposed to have because of workplace harassment, workplace violence, workplace domestic abuse support. Um, that is part of the, you know, the Ontario human rights and the occupational hazard and all of these occupational bylaws and bills that they have to protect you all of them failed me and as i said the external support failed me then i was told by colleagues that they got um, communication from management for nobody to speak to me for nobody to have contact with me it was disgusting and i was she was the only one that was brave enough to say that they don't tell her who her friends are and who she can and cannot speak with. Later on, she was fired. Uh, they found a way to get rid of her. Um, but it's very toxic. So when I tell women and mothers, I know, and that's just a tip of the iceberg of my journey through this. Um, so when I tell when I coach women, I said, I know, and I share, they're like, okay, you get it. So when I give advice and I give my feedback, they know it's coming from a place of, I walked that path and I'm walking that path because I have to co-parent with the narcissist. So with all the attempts of trying to destroy me for daring to have a voice because narcissist does not want you to have a voice. And when you dare to speak back or stand up, it's just like, what, who do you think you are? Um, the agenda is to destroy me, destroy my ability to provide for myself because again, it wants you to be dependent. And when it sees that you're independent, it goes after that independence. So my career that it knows I worked very hard for cause we met on the job. So I didn't get it through him. Um, and he saw my work ethic. He knows how much it meant to me. He attacked that. And it was very easy, as I said, for him to find, uh, my superiors that had character deficiencies and they already showed me they had character deficiencies and I was a threat to them because mm -hmm. they, they've been wanting me to change my reports. They wanting me to, to frame somebody and say that someone was something. And I'm like, no, not on my shift. It wasn't. And they were upset that. Um, I wasn't going along with their agenda of how they're managing in that area, which is to manage through intimidation, through framing people, through harassing people. And that's not the kind of manager I am, period. So when I joined their team and they tried to make it this kumbaya over all black, and when they realized I don't identify as black, that was, they're like, uh oh. So then I became a threat because I wasn't a part of their it's us against the white man. And especially when they realize that 
um, one of the people that assisted me in I was shadowing um, was um, a, a, a non-African person. Um, and funny enough, I reached out to African brothers um, on the job to shadow and they never returned my call. They never showed interest. A non-African actually approached me when I was doing something else. We were talking and uh, the person said, you would be really great at it. And I said, thank you. And I asked, are you, would you be willing for me to shadow? And they're like, of course. And that non-African person arranged for me to shadow um, other colleagues in the position I was interested in. Um, so when I went through the hiring process and um, I, I got in, um, all of a sudden my African brothers were like, oh yeah, come. And I'm thinking, where were you to help me? You weren't there because you don't want, did, did not see that a woman had a place in that role. I was the first woman of African descent to be placed in that zone. Um, they had some other quote unquote sisters that they wanted in, but for some reason they couldn't get in. And I guess they didn't want me to get in because the ones that they wanted to handpick to get in weren't passing. So when I got in, because I wasn't handpicked by them, they were like, uh oh, so all of a sudden now let's have a kumbaya. And they realized I was not signing up for the me against the white man narrative. Um, and they wanted this all black crew. And I'm like, first of all, I don't identify as black because my father always told me I'm not a crayon color. Uh, so when they saw that I was not participating in it, they had to find a way to get rid of me. So they start questioning my reports, trying to say my reports were this. And every time they were trying, I always had backings. I always had evidence. I always had my superiors to show that I did follow protocol. So then I realized there was a witch hunt going through my reports to find errors, to find a fault because now I was the talked one. Everybody was talking about my work ethic um, and they couldn't take credit. To them, a white man was taking credit for bringing me in, it's not them. So they weren't liking it. And I was like, that was not a white man or a brown man. It was a man of character that saw that I had potential and encouraged it. And again, that was after I reached out to my quote unquote brothers, my black brothers, because they identify as a crayon color. So when I reached out to my black brothers, they never responded. They never gave me a time of day. I called, I called, I text, no response. And not looking for it, as I said, this non-African um, colleague walked up to me out of the blue, like just zero it in. And it's like, I liked your, your energy. And you know, you know, was just talking like, what do you do? And, and, um, yeah, the rest is history. And as a result of them not being able to take credit for my entry, they were on the attack. Um, and they were, they were, and as a result of that time, you know, my husband, ex-husband now knew of what was happening and he heard about the difficulties. So he's like, yes, allies, <laughs> they don't like her. So it was very easy for him to find them. And then I found out that they were part of the whole training. I saw pictures of them and I saw the whole crew. They were a crew. And I was like, oh, it was all connecting. It was all connecting. So when the trainees would come into my zone after coming through my husband's training class and they would now 
meet me. I even went, one of the reasons of my whole name change was to separate. And my ex-husband did everything to still connect me to him, even when I did a name change and heard that I did a name change to separate. He did everything to say, oh, you know her? Yeah, she was named this. Yeah, that was my, yeah, that's my ex-wife. And then defame me and then talk about my mental health. And so I would hear about me through new hirees that heard about me through my husband. And they said, yeah, he said that he was talking about it openly in training class with other colleagues and nobody wrote him up. Nobody pulled him aside and told him it was inappropriate. And he was promoted twice. And I was suspended for not going along with my brother's plan of framing a coworker. So they found another person to do their dirty work. And because um, the whole thing is to get rid of me, to find, to put a blemish on my record, to find something. So they were successful because the environment allowed them to be successful. When I hear about the, someone sent me a clip south of the border of the Republican House now, uh, their investigating committee going after Joe Biden, and they said that whistleblowers came in and said at the very top of Washington, the field office um, is corrupt. The very, very top of my company was corrupt. And all the heads of all the departments, HR, occupational health, human resource, like all of the places that I went to, they're all corrupt. It's It was ridiculous. So it's either you go along to get along, you turn a blind eye, but if you're a person of character, your ass is grass. Let's put it that way. So they had to get rid of me because they realized that I wasn't going along with their plan. And then they realized that I saw the corruption when I saw that they wanted me to lie and change my report to fit an agenda they had against a subordinate. And they were using the subordinate's addiction as a weapon, not, um, and again, that's something that's a violation. To go after someone's addiction, and you know that they have um, an addiction, and to find a way to weaponize that against them, and not allowing them to get the help, or if you know that they need help, or if you know there's a pattern, instead of giving resources, you're using that as a, a, a weapon. Um, calling up before the person shift to send the person to their zone so that they can uh, weaponize and do what they wanted to do to get rid of this person because of their addiction. Uh, many of them had addiction because, again, they have family stressors, work stressors. Um, and my superiors knew of their addiction because of, you know, um, when they go through, when they're supposed to go through the resources and they go through resources, it is known, but that's supposed to be confidential. But they weaponize it. And they have the ability to call in before the person shift and send them to certain zones. And if they have an uh, ax to grind, they're going to keep having these people sent to their zones because they want to get rid of them. So they go against and they use people's addictions against them. It's, it's very um, 
they believe that they're doing it from the goodness of their heart because they believe they're purging the company of addicts and people that have issues because it's more to manage and um they weren't managing from a place and a space of true authentic leadership um they wanted to get rid of those that they felt required too much work too much effort um and also too they were trying to attain a record um and these people they felt were holding them back from the record they were trying to create um to again want to create a name for their for their their click that they were having there their black click that they were having there um and about we all gotta watch it you know we gotta watch each other's back because we only it's only us that we have like the the culture that they were creating for the blacks and i put it in quotations the quote-unquote blacks they were creating this black dynasty in that zone and it's toxic <laughs> it's toxic because as soon as you don't toe the line they're out for you so one minute they're your brother and the next minute they're your enemy um if you don't go along with their narratives and what they want you to do so again when i speak to women in corporate um and i tell them i i know trust me and again that's just the tip of my experiences uh there um so personally and professionally i know toxic environments personal and professionally i know about narcissism abuse of power abuse of influence um, trust me, listen, so that's the backdrop of this Instagram live because the narcissistic ex-husband decided to bring his, bring our nanny, which is wife number three now, but our nanny, um, to our family court that he applied to bring me in. And he applied because of, again, his his finagling in the back, his stirring the pot between the children and I when there's a parental conflict. It's always not being a parent to support, but a parent to mix the drama. Uh, so the children knew that, oh yeah, if I say that to him, um, yeah, he's gonna be on my side. Um, and my house is a house of structure. It's a house of high standards. Um, I live, they did my children see me living a life, not just talking a life, but living a life of integrity, never sacrificing my integrity for any growth and always putting them before me, any immature, childish needs or wants became second and third. They were first, um, selfishness had no place being a parent uh being a guardian being a mother um it's a different it was it's a different environment the me myself and i i first and be comfortable do whatever makes you happy it's not a big deal like that's over there and and as a result again the nanny was a very clear 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 indicator that over there is whatever do whatever makes you happy so you're gonna hear a little bit more about the nanny and how she's now wife number three and she decided to brave herself after 11 years of no contact or not wanting to have contact with me all of a sudden steps into the ring 
of my family court application to take one of my children away. So let me tell you something about these two. The Most High is not asleep. And I tell my mothers and my women this. You would see a delay, and sometimes you might see an instant justification and an instant um, vindication. And sometimes the vindication is very delayed because there's certain disgusting acts, there's certain betrayal acts, there's certain actions that has to be delayed because the Most High is fixing a listen. The bus ass that is in store for the people that do some vileness, listen, it has to be well fixed. So be prepared that it would and it might take a long time, but trust and believe. Just like fine wine that takes a long time to age, when that bottle pops open and you taste to see that it's good you like yeah now i appreciate why it took so long let me tell you the fixing that's coming for these two and then the agenda for her now to step into my ex-husband application to take my child as a result of his meddling and intentionally positioning himself to exacerbates a parent-child conflict of me putting my foot down on things that should have your foot put down when you're dealing with young men and especially of African descent here in these streets of Toronto and you're going to position yourself to have certain disrespectful, dishonorable, dangerous character deficiencies behavior you want to celebrate those and make my home oh that's too hard over there and she's this and exaggerate things and let me tell you all to take my child from a good nurturing environment that's shaping him to be a good man and now the nanny's gonna step in to show support to take my child. The children that she was sponsored into this country to have protected and she placed one of them in danger to be rushed to the hospital because her and my husband decides to do what they were doing and my child had to be rushed to the hospital and their stories couldn't match. Now you're, in, you're stepping in to take my child. Listen, the fixing that's fixing for her because she put herself in it. It takes two hands to clap, yes. And boy, did she ever put herself into this hand clapping between my husband, my ex-husband, because at that time we were married, and continually to be the hand that's clapping his. Listen, women and mothers, when I tell you I got you, and I understand your walk. I understand your feeling of betrayal. And I also can show you how to be on the other side of really smiling. Because you know, trust me, you know, no dirty act 
is going to be forgotten. And no amount of fake repentance. And there's a way to know when someone is authentic in their repentance and when someone's pretending. And yes, the Most High has given us the ability to assess and to make judgment. For the church that has gone corrupt and rogue, that make people feel like judging and making a judgment statement is wrong. No. The book tells you exactly. You're not making a judgment and pronoun. You are speaking the truth of what is promised to occur. And you're also using wisdom to be able to read the word and apply it to your present situation. You're asking for knowledge so you can know how to rightly apply that wisdom. And then you're standing under understanding, understanding the timing of the application, understanding the why things happen, understanding the why it's not happening yet, understanding the who, what, when, where, and why, and how. When those three come into play, you have all permission to make a judgment. When it says judge not, yes, you be judged. That's why you do your mirror work. So once you've already judged yourself and you've done your mirror work, there is no judgment because that's, that's the part that people overlook so nobody wants to throw the first stone or he without sin cast a first stone and they like to use that to blanket sin and disgustingness and allow it to fester more into the body of christ that's why the body is toxic and has disease because of all these cliches that men and women of character deficiencies in pulpits as prostitutes and pimps are handing out information, handing out dissertations, handing out pastoral enlightenment, handing out sermons, those. The Most High isn't dead. The Most High isn't blind. The Most High isn't fooled. Wisdom, understanding, and knowledge are not food. So you have authority to make a judgment statement. You have authority to judge the fruit and know exactly what tree it is. So, Without further ado, let's get into mirror work conversations. The season of mirror work definitely has begun. Mirror work conversations. This will be episode 13. Enjoy. And you can head over to the YouTube channel um, for you to see the visual. Or you can go to my Instagram page and you'll see the, the, um, the live that I did. But the Instagram page and obviously... Um, the 
the content there does not have this groundwork that I just laid for you. All right. So at the end of it, I will be back. Make sure you have your armor. So go get yours at the Resilience store. I'm going to tag them. Um, so this is my Katie Grace. And I'm going to get her armor custom made. All of my armors are custom made. Don't mind the books in the back. One of my many armors. You got to armor your mind. And you got to armor your space spiritually as well. So... This is one of my armors. This is one of my armors. <laughs> uh, Katie Grace. Katie. Grace. Listen, you have Lionel all around your story. So, get your armor. Yes, my girl. Yes, my girl. So, Katie Grace is one of my four. Yeah, you're done. You're done. You're done. You're done. So Katie Grace is one of my four. She, she's like, okay, I'm done with the spotlight right now. Um, one of my four armors. There's Sheldon. Sheldon is actually um, Simeon's armor. Yes, yes, girlfriend. Yes. Oh, she's like tapping on me like, yes, 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 yes. Okay, you want, you want to come back? She's just like, she's like. She has this way of tapping on my shoulder. She literally taps on my shoulder, eh? I'll be doing something and I'll feel a, and I'll, and her paw, like she'll tap, like, like right now she's tapping my leg. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so anyhow, yes. Okay. You want, you want, yeah, yeah. Say hello. So, um, yes, baby girl. Yes, yes. So, um. My armor. Yes, make sure you have your armor, okay? Uh, for those of you that um, know that you're cats and your dogs, but for cat lovers out there, you know what I'm talking about. I was never a cat cat lover. I was always a dog lover. Um, I love cats too because I grew up with cats around me. And um, 2020, 2020, 2021, it was just impressed very heavily on me for cats and the story of how Katie Grace, how I rescued Katie Grace, I would say she rescued me. Um, and then the others that came, um, trust me, it's one of those stories that you, you, you have to be there to believe it. And when I speak it, those of you who walked that journey as well as your, your, your cats, not just being, um, a coincidence, the story behind them, um, the stories are very goosebumps. There's goosebumps behind how Katie Grace found me and I was pulled towards her or sent towards her. And then it all, all the dots connected after the fact. So my armor, apart from Katie Grace and your mental and doing your meditation and being connected, um, are also my stones. Okay. Um, each one of them has a meaning behind them. Um, and they're custom made. They're custom made. Uh, these are custom made for me. Um, a girlfriend of mine, she saw in her spirit, um, Opalite. I didn't even know there was a stone called Opalite. She's like, Opa. I'm like, what? She goes, Oh, I'm like, what? She goes, 
there's a stone after your name. And then she started reading what it was about. And she's like, girl, go search for it. And then I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I will. And then I came across a lovely young lady whose paths we cross on a completely different topic. Never know that she owned a business in gemstones. It was totally I wouldn't say coincidence because, you know, when you walk, when your hands are clean and your heart is clean, nothing's coincidence, right? Later on, finding out what she uh, what she does as a business, I was like, okay. But we met completely on a different term. And we met as a result of uh, Simeon. And she was a supporter of Simeon. And she supported Simeon in what he was doing. And then later, later, late months later, I was like, what do you do? Like, you know, we start sharing. I was like, okay. So... Her store, I'm going to tag you, tag her on here. Go visit. She custom makes them. Um, so my girlfriend uh, told me about uh, Opalite. And then I found out about it. A couple months later, I found that I found um, this young lady. Um, and I was like, do you have Opalite in your, in your um, inventory? She's like, yeah, I can get it. I can order it. And she custom makes it. Uh, she custom makes all of your stuff for you. So it's not a one size fits all. Um, and then we got the cedar. And then I have my malas. She custom makes them. As to the stones that you're requesting, what you feel um, led to. If not, you can just ask her to um, make what she feels resonates with her with you. Or you can send her yours, what you're wanting. And she custom makes them for you. She custom makes everything. Even, listen down to the crystal, right? The tassel, everything has your input and it's made for you. How many stones you want, the sequence, everything. So my armor, my opalite is mixed in this one. Um, and um, no, no, that's the one that's the opalite. Let me tell you, today, you want to know why I was armored up? One of my minis. Okay, let me tell you, <laughs> I went to an appointment that I was summoned to because these appointments, I don't run to, I don't pick fights, eh? but I respond. I have to respond to fights. Some fights I have to respond to. Some I just like let go. But this one, my name was called and I was like, okay, here we go again. So I was like going out the door and I got there a tad late because I had to turn around because it was impressed on my spirit so heavily because I was out the door and something's like your armor and I'm like I'm, I'm all good I'm like I've, I've been I've been here to this type of appointment before I'm good and it's like no you need your armor today I was like okay so I literally took because it was like in it was like an audible your armor and I was like so I turned around head back home and I'm like okay and I'm like why like you know like I'm obedient and I still want to know why. So I'm going without the revelation at that time. I'm like, okay, you say go get my armor, I'm get my armor. So I went back in, went back home, went back in my room, got my got my armor, and I'm, I was taking one. And uh, listen, the inspired spirit says, no, take them, take them all. I'm like, all, all. They're like, okay, not all, because I got a lot. They're like, no, I'm gonna show you the ones to take. Usually, I wear one. I will just, you know, based on what the energy or what's impressed on me, you know, which one to take because they all have their own meanings. I'll take one. This thing said, no, <laughs> take them all. I was like, what? 
They're like, take all three. I was like, okay, this is serious. So I took my Opalite Mala. I took my Cedar Mala. They're all custom made, as I said. Um, and I took my combination, right, of my Cedar and my Emerite and my my Dark Crystal. I, And then it's like, armor up your hands. I was like, from head to toe, they're like, yo, I even got some stuff on my... I was like, why? So it started to show me what was waiting for me. I was like, what? So I'm armored up and it said, listen, armor up. Armor up. So it starts showing me. This is way before 10 o'clock this morning. My appointment was for 10. This is before 10 o'clock. So I'm, it starts showing me the inspired thought voices, your gut feeling, the most high God, whatever name you put on it. Okay. I don't make, I don't fight over English language. That wasn't our original language. Okay. I, oh, you guys like to fight over English language. I don't fight over English. I don't fight over names that man created in the alphabet. They gave us and mandate for us to use. All right. I don't fight over that. Okay. I go with energy. So based on the alphabet that they gave us and gave me, I've chosen the letters the most high. I'm like, you guys could fight over. I was like, okay, based on what they've given us, what is the best description? And it came to me the most high. I'm like the most high. That's what it is. You guys can fight over all the other names. Okay. All the other alphabets in between. That's up to all of you. So the most high was showing me what was waiting for me at 10 o'clock. Okay. And 10, we know is reset number, right? And I'm 46 this year. Six plus four is reset number. Okay. So I was like, what? They're like, yeah. Now, this young lady has never dared to step into my arena that I'm summoned to. The summons is always based on her environment and what's happening there. But she's never been brazen to step into it. So the spirit said, no, she's stepping into it today. I'm like, really? They're like, yeah, girl. It's reset. Things are going to be turning in your favor. So don't worry. Let her step into it bold and brazen. Don't worry. I'm like, okay. So I put on my armor, turn back around and head to the appointment. Soon as I, I got there, I think I got there like 10.10. Shoot, I got to check my phone. I think I did get that. It just hit me because I text around 10.03 that I'm going to be there in 10. But I, don't th I think I got there before 10.13. I got to check to see what time I actually just showed up. So as I showed up, got to the second floor, who I see? My narcissistic ex-husband. And wife number three, we called the nanny because that's how she came into our lives as the nanny. I sponsored her into this country and she decided she didn't want to be the nanny. She wanted to be the wife. So she is there. And I smiled. I was like, listen, because I've never, I don't have nothing with her. I'm laughing and I'm sharing this for you exes out there. Listen, armor up. These young ladies, they position themselves thinking they're about to stir something and they are a laughing stock to the most high because trust, trust and believe. So I'm looking and I'm smiling and I was like, wow, 
For real, for real, eh? All these years, I'm talking about over, because I sponsored her in 2012. I fired her in 2000. No, I sponsored her in 2011. Three months later, I had to fire her because of the affair her and my husband at that time were having in our home. And then, yeah, so since 2011 until today, 2022. Double 11, one and one is two, okay? 2011 is when the young lady first ever came on a plane was when I sent for her. First time coming to Canada is when I spent for her. So the first time she left her island of Jamaica was the wife who sponsored her to have a better life for her and her child. And she decided to want to get better. That was 2011. Now, 2022. Listen, as I'm talking to you, things are happening because I literally came back and then I just hit the ground with other things I was doing. I just had to laugh of my day. And I was like, wow, really? 2011 was when she came. First time she came into my environment. And from since then... Her toxic presence, all hell has broke loose. It takes two hands to clap, so trust me. His hands was just as dirty. And 11 years later, 2022 is when she decided to step back into my space again. Standing next to, she's not, standing next to my, my ex-husband as wife number three and thinking that I was going to, Girl, I was, I just looked at her and there's a, you know, honestly, no jokes aside, there was a part of me that was, I just felt very sad for her. And I was like, oh my God. So I just, and I said, I'm like, and I said, this is when, you know, when you come to this point where you're just like, and I looked at her and I said, thanks for coming. I'm like, good to see you. I'm like, hi. And her face is sour. And for the life of me, I've always wondered, why is her face sour? I should be the one with the sour face. You came into this country. I sponsored you. And all hell in my marriage and my children's mental health and wellness, everything has broken loose. And you're the one walking around with your sour face mad at me. And I'm like, girl, I should be mad at you. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm not. So, women, armor up, mothers. Women that are coming out from toxic relationships, narcissistic environments, traumatic experiences. People want to know why, how, how can I still be laughing? How I'm still, I'm like, listen, that's why my hashtag is still smiling. I'm like, listen, my smile and the light that people say that comes from just my, listen, this isn't because I haven't gone through. It's as a result of what I've gone through. Why I'm still smart. Listen, the things that has come to take me out, because after her was a breast cancer diagnosis where her and the ex-husband at that time still married, both was wishing that the cancer took me. The nasty texts I got from him wishing that the cancer. One one text said, said he said, um, next time when God touches your heart, I hope that he, listen, some of them, I just say, Lord, just take, put them in the sea of forgetfulness. The texts that came during when we we're still married, just wishing that I just disappear so that they can create their version of what the story is. And I, 
it's, it pisses them off that I'm still standing and I'm still smiling. Ten years later, conquered the cancer. Listen, so many things I've con- conquered and I'm still here. And I'm still here. Women, when I tell you mirror work is powerful, it's powerful where you can see your enemy, your adversary, the people that are wishing and you could really see them and you could authentically smile. Like I, it kills me. Cause I'm like, listen, there's a report that was done about myself and others around me were killing themselves. Love. I'm like, listen, that person's definitely under some serious mental health strains. Um, because it's like, no, that was the best gift ever. You talk about gift wrapped in sandpaper. My, my one-on-one coach during that traumatic time, let me tell you, the amount of money I've invested in my own self-development, the coaches, like many of you know them by seeing them on these gold, was it gold star, gold plus, gold cast or whatever. They've been my coaches. I've invested thousands and thousands of dollars in one-on-one for me to be able to listen So one of my coaches, she said to me, she said, she has a, well, she said to me, and it's a phrase she said to me because she said it to many other clients, gift wrapped in sandpaper. And I heard many, many of her graduates now are taking it and they're speaking about it, but I want to give credit where credit is due. So Miss Lisa Nichols, love you, sis. And she said, there's gifts that's wrapped in sandpaper. I remember when she said that to me and I was like, yeah. The outside of it, the presentation, how it comes to you is rough as heck. It will actually be so rough. It will, it will take off your skin. Because those of you who know about sandpaper, if you've worked with sandpaper, and I'm not talking about the sandpaper when they're doing your nails at the salon shop, right? Not, not just, just the sand. I'm talking about the raw sandpaper. If you've ever touched and worked with sandpaper, right? Different grains of it. It comes packaged in sandpaper, it will take away your skin. It will peel off your skin. It's rough. It's uncomfortable. But the gift is inside it. But for you to get the gift, you have to go through that sandpaper. And it ain't, it ain't nice and fluffy. And oh my God, I'm being evolved. I'm ascending. Listen, that's rough to go through. The process is rough, but the gift is inside. And for you to get the gift, you have to go through the sandpaper moments. Listen. So when your adversary wants to pop back up and think that they're going to stir you, you can actually have pity for them. And you could just be like, wow, it's okay. It's all right. So when I'm speaking with her, and I've spoken to her before, years, I would say fresh out of the drama. So 2000, because my cancer diagnosis was 2012. I found out about their affair in 2011. So 2012, 13, whenever she would come to my home with my ex to have, for him to pick up our children, and she's in the front seat. She reminds me of the Jada Pinkett. Remember, you know, the Jada Pinkett and Will Smith, um, first wife, um, drama of how they recounted how Jada was just w- moved into the house and she would have these snaps, these snap remarks back to Cherie. It's like she would come and be in the front seat knowing I'm going to be there 
fresh out of the revelation of her affair with my husband, ex-husband now, but still married then, to pick up our children. She's in the front seat. And I'm looking at this young lady that came into this country that I sponsored. And I'm looking, and I'm shaking my head. And even then I would say, hi, how are you? And she's, so my children are like, mom, why are you saying hi to her? You know, she's not going to answer back. I'm like, that's for her to suck lemon on. I'm going to I'm not going to change. I'm not going to have her inject me with her. I'm like, no, I'm going to say hello to her. I'm going to say hi. I'm the one that should be sucking lemon and I'm not. So it always irritated her. Like, why is she, why is she nice to me? Why is she respectful to me? Why is she? And she's, cause she's from that environment. I like the drama, you know, the baby mother, next woman, mistress, like she likes that drama and I wasn't giving it to her and it was bothering her. She would come access after access with my husband, my ex ex husband now, but then we were still married. The nanny in the front seat now being the next woman and she's expecting me to, yeah. And I'm like, hi, how are you? Good. Nice to see you. How was your day? And she would be like, and I'm like, I'm like, okay. Bothered her when I would call to speak to my husband and she'd answer the phone and think, I'm like, hi, how are you? And she'd be like, and I guess after a while she stopped answering. <laughs> no, I have to laugh because women, it is possible. It is so possible for you to walk through your sandpaper moment and still be smiling for it to ricochet off of you. Listen, so when I heard someone saying, oh, how I made comments about, oh, now I'm divorced. And then I'm like, I'm like, you want to get context to that? I'm like, no, baby, I am happily like that was the best thing. Listen, because when you see the side of how dark people are, you are thankful that it was revealed. You were thankful. You're not happy in the manner in which it was revealed. But you're thankful because you're here till death do his part, riding and dying and sacrificing life. Each of our each of our children, I had to be in bed rest. I was diagnosed with incompetent womb. It was either the baby goes or my life. Like I've had atopic pregnancies. I've had, listen, my like every pregnancy has has been uh, it's either you or the baby. When you've sacrificed life to give birth to children that your husband is wanting and desiring and, and you sacrifice life and you've done your part and you have your husband's back and you have your spouse. I'm speaking to the wives here and you have their back and their elevation in professions because of you. You're telling them, listen, you better go for that job. You better, you better interview. You better apply for that. Don't come home and you better not come home and not. Tell me that you've applied. I did that with my, my ex-husband's progression is as a result of who I was and said, listen, we don't stay where we are. You better, you have to grow because I'm growing. So all of everything he has and everything that she has, it is as a result of me. And that's why I have to smile because everything that they have to smile about, it comes back to, it's because of me. That's why for you wives and you mothers who are no longer wives or you mothers who thought you were going to be the wife and then something happened and then the environment became toxic. It is possible to truly get to the point 
of smiling deep down and it be true, it be genuine. Part of it is being armored. Because this, this, when they say we don't fight against flesh and blood, but principalities. When the young lady got to go back to her place every year, make sure that she rejuvenate that. She has to make that trip back every year. COVID or not, had to make that trip back to make sure that the doers keep doing. Listen, you're fighting against principalities. So... When I find Christendom want to make many afraid of, listen, and make it like some quote-unquote black magic and all this nonsense, they're the same when participating in eating a sacrifice and envision it being the flesh of a human being sacrifice. That's the same religion that drinks a substance that they state is a symbol of blood that they're drinking from a human sacrifice. They're the last one to be talking about black magic and witchcraft. When you're participating in a ritual, a routine, it's a ritual where you are eating and drinking things that represent flesh and blood. And other things that they participate in Christendom that has a negative connotation, but they've been able to want to flip it for it to be powerful. They're the last one to be want to shoot shots at African spirituality, at any spirituality that has spiritual roots of positivity and of power. Revelation itself the same book that they all hold to, but they cherry pick what they're choosing to say they want to use. That same book that they're all waiting for the sky to open up. That book talks about that city and all the gem stones, all the gems and all the stones that are represented as the pillars that make up that city. So gems, certain gems, are being stated in the same book as important. They are the building block of the city. And it comes back to that same book that they read where the word said, there's nothing that I have made that is vile. Everything that the Most High has made, there's nothing that is vile from nature. So gems and stones are not vile. And if gems and stones are fitting for the most high to establish as foundation and foundational pillars for the city, the new heaven. If those stones are fitting for the most high, they're fitting for me. Why? Because I am a mirror image of let us make man in our image. If it's fitting for the most high, it's fitting for me. It's fitting for us and it's fitting for you. So go get your gems, go get your stones. You can go to the book of Revelations and figure out those stones and find the attributes of those stones. It'll probably give you a hint as to why those specific stones are the ones that are being mentioned. What the attributes are and what they signify. You might want to 
you might want to start reading this book that they have told us is the beginning and end of being Christian. So you might want to look into it for yourself and not wait for them to regurgitate and give you their interpretation. Because if you are filled with the spirit of the most high, the spirit of the most high is not favorable where it gives interpretation to one and not the other. There's no bigger envelope of righteousness and small envelope of righteousness. It says, seek and you shall find. Come thirsty. Come thirsty to know. Wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. We're at the beginning of the foundation of this world. Go back to Genesis and read Proverbs. It tells you what was with the Most High. What was here at the foundation of this place called Earth. Read the book for yourself, ladies and gentlemen. Get out of the mediators and the mediations of these people that's in between. Go directly to the source. That's why it's there. And find yours and armor yourself up. All right? Reach out to me for some mirror work coaching. I am here specifically for women and mothers who've walked away from toxic environments, narcissistic relationship, traumatic experiences, and you want to stand leaving shame and blame behind you. You no longer want them to reside with you. You want to authentically smile when you see them, him, her, what, when you really see them, you can truly smile. When you remember, you can say, thank you. Truly. Thank you. All right. I'm here. Reach out to me. Have a wonderful rest of your day. This is Lady Yo. Stay in action, faith, and possibility. Walk in and protect your light. Your purpose will find you. Say what you mean and live like we mean what you say. I'm going to tag resilience um, for you to connect with them, connect with her. Um, listen, she's amazing. She's amazing. Um, and um, have your malas and your bracelet customized. Okay, reach out to her. Reach out to resilience and... Um, have them hook you up. All right. Let them know that you heard about them from Lady O and, and uh, so that she knows I'm out here letting people know about her amazing work. She has an amazing energy. Her heart is kind. Um, she is, she is one of a kind, like all of us. We are one of a kind. Uh, we have our ancestors DNA running through us and yet still, we are still unique and one of a kind. All right, so um, so go check her out. I'm going to tag her in this um, so you can go and take a look at um, what resilience have to offer. All right, talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Love you, love you, love you. And I'm going to bite this one from, um, what's his name? Oh, my God. Um, his name is not coming to me right now. I remembered it a week ago, and then it's um, Franklin, Devon Franklin. Yes. I know it takes two hands to clap. Listen, there's, there's always three sides. His side, her side, and what really happened. And that's why I love facts. I love the black and white. I love police reports. I love CAS children's aid reports. I love victim services reports. I love specialist reports because it's not what I say. It's what really happened, right? Later on in life, people kind of forget what really happened, right? Yeah. But anyhow, so... Listen, Devon, um, his wife, Megan, and the real deal. All I know, there's a saying that someone sent me from one of his videos. And I was like, that's nice. And he ended off by saying, I love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. I love that. I was like, that's nice, Devon. So 
I love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. All right. Hang tight. Stay strong. You are not alone in this. All right. There's others that has gone through this and we're standing and we're authentically, truly smiling. All right. Okay. Love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. Okay. Bye. So that was, um, that was my information that I wanted to share with you from my Instagram live that I did expanding on the experience that I had with Danani, wife number three, and getting my armor, my physical armor, which was my stones and my beads. And that came about because I, as soon as I got home from the drama, I just had to laugh. I had to greet my Katie Grace. Um, for those of you that want to see what Katie Grace looks like, you can go over to the YouTube channel and you'll get to see, um, and you'll get to see uh, her picture. Um, and I had did, uh, so this is my Facebook page and I had, uh, did, <laughs> I, I, sorry, I had to do, when I came home, I was killing myself with laughs. So as you could see, it says here, um, when, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm looking and I'm like. You know we, you know we all have a terrible side. That was that that was just that was a, that was just a, that was my funny side. I was like, come on now. And also to finding out that they are, on my social media pages. My ex husband is still stalking my pages. He's been stalking it for years. Um, I remember when I had my radio show on Unity FM. Uh, he would stop my show. He'd be listening to my show and to hear when I sign off because it was live, and come to my home right when he thinks I'm, I'm there or when I'm about to be there and to create drama. Um, so one time um, we realized that it was happening. So I asked the owner to pre-record a live uh, show and play it as if it's live. Um, and then, <laughs> listen, this is, this is why, this is why he doesn't like me because he sees, I see right through his crap. And every time he tries, it's like, no, it's not happening. So it's like, he just, it's just. <laughs> so he thought I wasn't home. It was his access drop off. So he's trying to create a story that I'm not at home and I'm not reliable or, or see, she's not on time. Just all because he, he's always finding something because he wants to put in an application. That's how I know he's hurting and, Poor young lady can't see the signs that he's still hung up. He hasn't let go because he's always finding ways to bring me to court, finding, just finding something to, to put an application to complain about. Just, just doesn't, I'm thinking if you're really happy and you're really forever happy and you really found your forever soulmate, dude, move on. This guy lived the last 11 years i swear we've been in court and all the court applications has been him i'm always a respondent because i don't have time i have things to do 
I have a life to rebuild the one that he destroyed and did everything to take away in this retaliatory temper tantrum, immature, narcissistic behavior. I have things to do. And plus I had, I had four children that I had to manage their mental health, their wellness. He went to court, want to stop paying for their, their schooling and wanted them to go back into public schooling with all hell was like, dude, like renege on his promise to them. Like so many things I had to manage. I don't have time, but this guy just stalking my pages. So in his recent application, he showed, he's just stalking my pages. He's showing the judge my page and, and, um, he went on my links and, and, um, my, 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 my podcast. So listen, listen, let me know how you like this hubby. <laughs> listen, some people's like, you know, you're bad. I said, no, I'm not bad. I'm a respondent. I respond. So come off my pages. You, you're listening to my podcast. I hope you like this episode. You're on my Instagram. You're on my Twitter. You're on my, this guy, I'm just like, he's showing all this stuff in as his application to show that I have time on my hands and I could be doing income producing stuff. I'm like, why you care about my, like this is like, you're responsible for taking away my income. And then you're pissed off that you, you have to pay what you need to pay my income. Whatever I pay has nothing to do with child support. It only affects special expenses. And that's from mothers that are going through this. I know what you're going through. One minute, they don't want you to be independent, but then they're pissed off when you play their game. And you're like, oh, okay. You want to take my livelihood? Then I'm going to go at my pace to retrieve that. I'm not going to go at your pace to hurry up or just get anything. I'm like, no, I didn't. That career that you went out of your way to take away and destroy, it was 12 years in the making. I'm not going to go on and get something because you, you just want me to get something. Like, who the hell are you? Like, that control went with the divorce papers that I that, 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 that I applied for. So it's the same thing I tell mothers and I tell wives that are going through this. Divo don't wait for it to divorce you. When you make a decision that, and I say it meaning the lie to divorce you. When you've seen the lie and you've seen what it is and you've come to that resolution that, wow, don't wait for it to, to let you, you walked yourself and you said, I do. So then you now say, I don't. And that to them pisses them off because you're the one that rejected them. You're the one that walked away. You're the one that, you know, um, to them, abandoned them. And you spoke up or you claimed your independence. You claimed your voice. You're speaking against them. They find all these ways to, personalized you saying no as this God forbidden thing that you've done against them. Like who, like they definitely want to have their cake and they want to eat it too. They want you to be miserable and stay in it because they need that safe place and that safe space to dump on because they have faces. There's two faces to them. When the Bible talks about renting the veil in twain, renting it in two means that it's no longer one. There's no oneness. So a lot of people walk around with the twain identity, the two faces. So they need a safe space to dump that side on. So when the world sees them in this glorious image, they need, they, they need an outlet. 
they need they need they need an outlet because they can't they can't keep that up. So you were that outlet, you were that punching bag, you were that spit bucket, you were that footstool, you were that for the other side of that twain to present itself. And the world and everybody else in the facade, the judges, the co-workers, colleagues, everybody, family, friends see the other side of them. And you and the children see the other side. And if you don't have children yet, that's why I say mothers and women, because some women are not mothers yet. You're the one that gets the other side. So when that goes, they're pissed off because they're like, listen, no, you're supposed to stay and take it. I'm supposed to show that other person, that other world, that other environment, one side. Now, now where do I go? So they're mad at you for taking away their safe space to be jerks, to be toxic, to be abusive. You've taken away that, so they're mad at you because now they have to find a new person to prime and get ready because they're like, listen, to them, they've already done the work with you. They don't want to start over. Like they're pissed off in so many different ways because you've taken away their ability to be a jackass. You've taken it away. So for some scenarios... They're upset at you because now you're going to force them to keep that face for a long period of time before they find a new victim. For my ex-husband, seeing that he's on wife number three, and he has to make this one look like it is the one, because now he's stuck. Because after, if this doesn't work out, then everybody's going to be like, okay, dude, now it's you. So he has to make this one be the one. So he's also mad because this wasn't supposed to be the one. It was supposed to be something that he's doing on the side in the house. And I wasn't supposed to know. It wasn't supposed to be wife. It's just supposed to be a thing on the side. But when it blew up, that's another reason why you would get backlash. Depending on how it blows up. Did you take their image? So now it's like all they're mad in so many different ways. Because it's supposed to be a secret, a dirty little secret. That side of me, nobody's supposed to know. So them, the vengeance was had so many layers for my ex-husband. Why he just came out like attacking. Because now he's forced to stay and make something what it wasn't supposed to be made. Two, the image was now shattered publicly. Like what? He did what? So now it's a story he has to create. Then now you're leaving the safe space because now you're saying you're not staying. Like he, to him, his world was shattering. He didn't care about the damage he's doing to him and the four children. It was about his world shattering. His facade shattering right before him. Oh my God. So even though we went to therapy as he's crying to create that image, the whole therapy was a facade and that's why me and the counselor saw right through it. Like he was not there authentically. It was part of the image to make it look like he's this remorseful husband that's trying to get and we're like you're you're bullshitting you're not even here on for authentic reasons he did no homework nothing it was just it was just it was just like wow like he his facade is so deep so for mothers and women out there when your story is unbelievable that's why when i get my clients they're just like wow like i'm like yeah i get you trust me you don't have to Let's so you don't have the time you're going to waste to try to make someone 
truly understand your life, we can jump past all that and just get straight into the sessions and getting you let go of the shame and blame. There's no need to try to convince me for me to see your life or get it. I, I get it. Cause when I shared it, like, okay, yeah, you get it. I'm like, okay, great. So now we can jump over that, 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 that itself cuts down months for some people because with the best of counselors, it's head knowledge. It's book knowledge, it's theory. It's not from a place of I've walked that walked with you. And now I'm a counselor or now I'm a therapist. A lot of them. They've gone through the therapy, the schooling of it, but find out how many therapists have actually walked and lived the life of being a survivor from a narcissistic relationship. Who's been the one that was gaslighted, who was the like, like they had to nurse themselves, but they had to become there. They had to like, so they're not just giving it from the textbook of psychology. They're also giving it from the textbook and live life experience and how they were able to apply it. That's the best counsel that you can get for anything. So for me, conquering clinical depression, I can speak to those conquering clinical anxiety. I can speak to that getting out of a narcissistic abusive relationship, domestic abuse. I've gone to gone to victim services with this one. Like I've listened, I know it and having to co-parent with, I, so like, I'm like, trust me, we can jump ahead and we can just get to the good part. Okay. Of you standing strong, smiling again and seeing that this is not your fault, not, not getting that weight of guilt and, and shame, especially when you're a mother, it's like, now you're feeling guilty that the children are going through this and like, we, we can jump over all that cause I got you. So now let's. Let's work on that, right? So again, I'm sharing my Facebook page for those that are um, listening. So the post had said here, when the nanny shows up as your ex-wife's number three, laugh, laugh, laugh. And the poor child thinks her presence was going to have some effect. Laugh, laugh. Young lady had no idea that her toxic presence to come was already seen by Lionel and Katie Grace before 10. So Katie Grace is who you guys have seen. Uh, my cat uh, that I spoke about, uh, my black cat that I spoke about, and Lionel is my my father. Uh, may he rest in power. Um, and I say, gotta love my guardian angels. Since it's confirmed that my social media is a pastime, laugh, 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 here you go. And there's three beautiful red lips emojis there. And then I said, give gratitude to your guardian angels, your pack, your tribe, your crew, your peeps. And then I have, um, I did some beautiful pics of me. <laughs> the first one was me killing myself. When I got home and sat down, I had to laugh out loud of my day. And that's a picture that you see of me laughing. Then the next picture of me and Katie Grace. And then there's some other pictures that I did. So if you're on Facebook, if you still have Facebook, you can go head on over there and you'll get to see um, my pages and my pictures and <laughs> right. I made it public. So even if you don't have Facebook, you go and you search me, it's public. I left it there because it seems that him and her, they love to see what I'm doing. So there you go. So listen, I'm at a place where it's like, I'm so good. I'm so, 
<laughs> oh, good. This is not a place if you're just coming out of it because some people, this could be like you stroking the bear, you're playing with the fire. But it's not stroking the bear, playing the fire. When you know this, <laughs> you just, listen, the best revenge, the best vindication that you could do the most high is taking care of the sweetest part. Don't worry. But the best vindication you could do is to be happy. Keep moving forward. Every time they look on your pages, they see that you're moving forward. You might be knocked down, but they see you continually getting up. That pisses them off. And there's nothing you can do about it. And you're not doing it to piss them off. You're doing it because you need to regain your true image, which is a powerful woman, a strong woman, a woman of character, a woman that is loved, a woman that is loving, a woman that is nurturing, a woman that has an amazing smile, a woman that can look herself in the mirror every day and say, I love me some you. <laughs> I love me some you. And you could remember some, that's a phrase that my ex-husband taught me. He says a Scotian phrase. Anytime they eat, they eat something that they love. They say, oh my God, I love me some. Like they always, they say, I love me some. And then they say the thing that they love. You can remember some, I still have some things that my ex-husband gave me. I didn't throw them up because they're great. They're nice things. They're, they're usable. They're functionality. Many people want to throw away everything that reminds, listen, that's because you're still attached. When you're at a place where you're not emotionally attached, you see the thing as purposeful it still has value it still makes sense it works it's you're not attaching an emotion to it that is when you know and that is when they know that whoa you've really detached so everything they do you just like dude it's not whatever so they will go to the things that they know can get you which is for me my children and then they're now realizing that no i've detached from that either not a big deal for me because at the end of the day, you mothers, you know, you could put your head down and you know that you did an amazing job. So there's nothing for you to worry about. So however the children decide to want to now manage their life, however they now choose to want to conduct their life, if they choose to want to give the narcissistic spouse now the, 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 the permanent place, if they want to, that's their decision, but trust me. And I say, but cause nobody can plead ignorance on the day of recall called judgment. Nobody could plead ignorance. Nobody could say, I didn't train. I wasn't trained. I didn't know when you know, you've been that parent that poured it all out and you lived a life, not just talk to life, but you lived a life of integrity. Your life is a living, walking example of it. You know that your children know right from wrong. So you've done the train up the child in the way that they should go and grow. When you know you can close your eyes and you know you fulfill that commandment, that mandate, detach the emotions. Whatever happened to them, it's them. When you can cut that emotion, cut that string and you're just like, whatever happens, happens. You're prepared for their success and you're prepared to hear that they failed. Either one, you're going to be good with. You're going to be good for them to be 
become successful men and women and they applied the trainings that, you know, the training kicks them back in the head and you see them make good for their life. You're like, yes, you're proud of them. You're there like celebrate, like, yes, they did it. And if you heard bad news that they fell on the wayside and they fell to their own destructive decision, you say, yes, I did my part. No blame. So that's the part that I assist mothers and women to get to. A part where they're smiling and their smile is authentic. They're at peace. They're loving the image that they see in the mirror. It's not a facade. Every memory, that's another thing. Anytime you remember something, you know your hands are clean and your heart is clean. I mean, clean, clean hands. When, when you know, listen, that's why you gain the true fountain of youth. Is when your hands is clean and your heart is clean. That fountain of youth pours from the inside out. Your skin is glowing. Your skin is flawless. It's not bumpy, bumpy and blacky, blacky. And inside out. So detoxification I do as well. Because you have to detox yourself physically. Mentally, emotionally. And spiritually, you got to armor yourself up. So my mirror work coaching is multi-layered to address all the layers of this human experience and of being human, right? So definitely got to do the physical detoxing. And that is why I've partnered up with Hope Wellness Info for all the detox method there. And I do my mirror work exclusively from them, uh, through them. So reach out to them. Uh, they have the membership packages there. For some of you, I know you reached out and you said, based on your budget, none of the packages you're able to. Um, just send them an email, uh, hopewellnessinfo at gmail.com. And in the subject, you could say mirror work coaching with Lady O. And you could just be honest. This is part of no shame, no blame. Be real. I would love to have um, mirror work coaching with Lady O. And she did say that it was exclusive through you. However... Or and, no but, right? And I'm not able to do either package. Is there a way for us to work together for me to still get coaching? And they'll respond and then they'll, because that way I have to stay integral to our um, verbal contract of me working exclusively through them because it's a way of, uh, we, we, it's a win-win for both of us, right? Um, for both uh, businesses, um, where I bring awareness to them and they bring awareness to me and it's vice versa. So uh, that's how we've partnered up and we are fully aware that not everyone is in that position and they need. I need to make sure that they know that if we're just going to do something off the side, they are aware um, and then they would say, they'll say sure and they'll send your information my way. Um, and if you... Email me directly, mirrorworkconversations with an S at gmail.com for mirrorwork coaching. I will CC Hope Wellness Info for them to know that um, you've stated that you're not able to. And that's part of where we get you to. We get you to detox all of that so you can stand and you can start now being financially independent so you can bring in that money so you can become a member because membership is not just the mere work. It's so much other things to become a member 
of hopefulness that is, let me tell you, hands down, transform, transform, transformative, transformational, transformative, right? Um, so that's the goal is for you to be able to become a member. And in the meantime, we can do our one-on-ones and then we will talk about my pricing and all that stuff. But in the meantime, be encouraged with my, with my podcast, um, put a smile on your face. All right, ladies. Um, and know that this too shall pass. One of the resources that helped me through my very dark, low, low, low points was Yolanda Adams specific, um, album. Um, when she had that, that V that it's called this too shall pass. I'm going to find it. Um, the name of the album, the CD itself, all of the tracks on there were like on high repeat. Um, and she had their so grateful, this too shall pass, um, day by day. Uh, oh my God. Like every song was like, so that's a musical resource that I would always recommend. I remember when I was giving out packages, I'm going to wrap up with this before I was doing the coaching, um, uh, in, in a, in a, in a, in a, um, sp intentional way, right? Before it was, you know, called mirror work coaching and before it became legit, <laughs> right? I was doing my mirror work coaching by giving out my packaging for free. I would buy like 12 or 13, the CDs, Yolanda's, the books that were helping me and I'll wrap them up nicely in a bow and put them in a nice gift bag. And I'll just randomly give it to women. There's this church that I used to attend with my spouse at that time. Um, and, um, I gave a couple of the bags as gift bags for them to give, uh, to, to new, um, to new visitors. You know, when you have a new visitor, um, and it was the resources, uh, that helped me and I, you know, wrapped it up nicely. So something just came back to me. I, I think I'm going to do that again. I'm going to include that, um, as my resources for my mirror coaching. It just came to me. There's other resources I do give, but I just thought of that would be a great welcome package for those that do the mirror coaching, uh, through hope wellness. So I just thought about that. That's be, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to. Hopefully Yolanda Adams, that is still available because now everything is on Spotify and iTunes, but I'm, I'm that old school physical CD, um, put it in your car, put it in wherever. Um, it's just different than iTunes. I don't know. Just very old school with the healing process of holding, touching, feeling and having the resource tangible, right? Um, try to stay away from all these electronical resources. But anyhow, I'm going to wrap up. I don't want to be rambling anymore. And uh, so thank you for hanging with me this long. It's an hour and 31 minutes. All right. So you can head over on my Facebook page. My uh, my post there and all my pictures that you're seeing here on the video is there. Um, it's public, as I said. So you can definitely see all the pictures and some other public posts that I have there. And um, you can go again on my Instagram live. Uh, my Instagram uh, is the same handles, Opa Hope Day. Um, and you can see the Instagram live um, post there. You can make a comment, uh, share it. And also, please share this podcast if it's 
if you find value in it. Please let other people know. Subscribe, all that good stuff that they say, right? Um, subscribe, like, all that. Same with the YouTube channel. Um, I'm here. I'm here and I'm going to show up every week. Um, and let's just have a mirror work conversation, being totally honest about how we show up and how we can get there. All right. And I'm just here just to share with you my journeys through it all. All right. The season of mirror work begins. So I appreciate you. Okay. This is Lady O. Stay in action and faith and possibility. Walk in and protect your light. Your purpose will find you. Say what you mean and live like you mean what you say.